Hi, welcome to another episode of ServiceNow Tech Bytes, the podcast that helps you use the ServiceNow product better and more efficiently. I'm your host, Suzanne Smith, and today we are going to be talking about the SDLC or Software Development Lifecycle Tool in ServiceNow, particularly how to integrate change management and SDLC, some best practices for managing sprints, involving product owners in your SDLC process, using visual task boards and SDLC together, and we'll give you a sneak peek of SDLC activities happening at the ServiceNow Knowledge Conference in May. Today, I am very happy to have Mark Scoggins here. Hi, Mark. Hi, Suzanne. Mark has been here at ServiceNow for four and a half years. He is a senior solution consultant. Uh, He started off as part of our high team. So if you have gone out to high.servicenow.com to schedule an upgrade for yourself or log an incident, you've interacted with us on high and Mark had a big part in developing that and making it better. And now he is on our solution consultant team. Do I have that right, Mark? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. In his spare time, Mark is a fabulous world traveler and also a restorer of old homes. We know that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, is, would you like to tell us a little bit more about yourself, Mark, and, and your time here at ServiceNow? Um, so, yeah, I've been here about four and a half years. When I started, I was managing business process around high. Um, there really wasn't somebody that owned high. It was sort of an instance that everybody sort of did things to. So I came in to build some process around that. Um, after doing that for about a year, I moved into managing a development team and really more of a DevOps team that uh, was using our Scrum process to manage enhancements too high, uh, supporting our, our business internally. So I was supporting incident management, problem management, our development teams on all of the uh, sort of new features and functionality we were adding to high. Uh, it was a really exciting time. We had a team of about 12. Um, we had a scrum master, a couple of DevOps engineers, some developers, documentation, uh, pretty good team doing a lot of work uh, in the early days to support the growth of the company. And because of your experience working on the high team, running the high team, and now as a solution consultant, we have you here today to talk about the SDLC tool in the product, since you were not only a power user of it, but now you find yourself answering a lot of questions about the SDLC exactly. tool in high. Uh, can you tell us, can you give us a little, and, and we talked about this here before we started recording, that the SDLC tool, can you, can you talk a little bit about the tool and kind of put it in the context of that methodology of development? Sure. So um, our SDLC tool has a couple of different flavors. There's the waterfall sort of um, aspect of the tool where you might be uh, managing business requirements, managing development process, managing some sort of testing phase, and then managing a release phase. Then there's also the, the Scrum process pack, which actually overlays an agile methodology using Scrum terminology for your development process. And uh, here at ServiceNow, we develop in two-week sprints, so we're very strict Scrum. Uh, We had a lot of training, got everybody on the early days on board with what the Scrum process was so that everybody had a level set and a foundation to move forward and developing in that kind of uh, iterative process. Um, So we actually use the tool very heavily as far as Scrum development, but not so much in the waterfall phases of development. Uh, I am 
located here in the San Diego area and in the Southwest region, and as well as sort of mostly of California as well. I do a lot of demos with customers and kind of helping them understand how to get the most out of the application when it comes to developing a scrum process or an agile release process or a waterfall process. So there's a lot that goes into that. Now this, the SDLC tool, does it come with the product or how do customers get this? So the, the SDLC application is a part of our project portfolio suite of applications. Uh, the project portfolio suite includes not only project management, uh, demand management and ideation, um, but it also includes SDLC, um, test management, and the ability to overlay the scrum process on your SDLC process if you're moving from a waterfall process to an agile process. And those are uh, specific plugins that get installed. And there is um, an additional charge for those above your sort of IT service management uh, foundation, if you will. And people can contact their account. Exactly. Account in, or rep. in order to get that. Exactly. That and would it, be their path. And that's something that can be installed in a development instance that you can test and you can see how it works and stuff like that. And it's usually done in conjunction with uh, the project management suite. So people are looking at managing projects in a better way, getting the, uh, the benefits of using ServiceNow, not only to manage their processes for incident problem and change, but also manage their project processes. And many projects include a component of SDLC. So that's why it's a part of that suite. Excellent. So the SDLC tool, like so much in ServiceNow, is, is flexible and people can use it. Instead of having the tool dictate the process, they can, they can create their process and then adapt the tool to it. Do you have some best practices that can help people use this tool most efficiently for the way they do their development? So that's a great question. Um, there's a lot of flexibility in the tool. Um, one of the best things about it is that you can configure the tool to manage the application to the process that you've come up with. But the really important part is to define that process and define the roles that everybody in the process is going to have. Uh, one of the things that is a challenge in an agile development process is that the development team is working on a two-week sprint cycle. So they're releasing functional code every two weeks. That can be a challenge for the business to intake every two weeks. They, they don't have the ability to train their users, get everybody up to speed on a two-week cycle. So it's kind of understanding what you're going to do as far as your release process. And so that sort of gets into how are you going to manage that release, not only from a, an agile phase, but from a waterfall phase. Um, when, you're, when you're looking at you know, managing the intake into your process, are your stories in, a, in an agile phase coming from an incident or a problem? Um, are, your, are you using the defects and enhancements um, to build your release um, in a waterfall phase? So looking at the different um, capabilities of the application and understanding what your process is and whether or not you're going to go directly from an incident or a problem to a story or an incident or a problem to a defect. And then you're going to also use, use enhancements, um, which are requests for new functionality and new features of a product. Um, how are you going to use those different processes and those different um, out-of-the-box tools to build what your release is going to look like. Um, you want to ensure also that your release conforms to whatever change management policies you have, 
because you may have a, a release maintenance window, let's say, where on a quarterly cycle you're doing a release for the business and they're better at consuming the work that you've produced in the last quarter. Well, are you going to have to go to the change advisory board to get approval for that release, or is it already dictated? Uh, so there's some configuration that you'd want to do in the tool to allow the change team to see you know, what is included in the release, what defects are we fixing, what new features are we releasing, and did we follow an established process of testing, quality assurance, documentation, things like that, to really ensure that the process we have defined is supported by all of the artifacts in the application suite. So there are cases where an organization may have a more mature change management process that's been in place a while, it might be working very well, and now now they want to add SDLC to it, and it's good from the beginning to think about the ramifications of adding SDLC to that process. Exactly. You're going to want to include your change team in whatever the process is that you come up with for releasing software into the environment. And one of the things to think about there is that, and this was an experience we had here at ServiceNow, was the questions that are on, say, the risk calculator for change um, are going to be quite different for releasing software and new features into the environment versus building new networks or deploying servers or new racks and things coming online in a data center. So you want to make sure that you're under, you understand understand what the risk of the questions would be for software development versus, say, infrastructure expansion or something like that. Those are really key things to look at when you're developing that process. A good best practice. Do you have any any more best practices for us as people get started with this tool? One of the things that uh, we ran up against um, here at ServiceNow on my team was the fact that we would look at our, and this is related to Scrum and Agile development, uh, we would look at our sprint capacity. And our sprint capacity might have been, say, 70 or 80 points. Um, and we, we negotiated with our product owners to reserve, say, five to 10 points for every sprint so that we had extra capacity for any you know major defects or things like that that may come in. And so we weren't um, over committing on a sprint basis, but we also had some buffer there in order to make sure that we could sort of look at those new defects that came in and respond quickly, um, because otherwise we would have to push something out of every sprint if we found a bug that came in that needed to be uh, remediated. And so understanding what your sprint capacity is and then negotiating a little bit of a buffer with your product owners is really key to being successful at meeting your commitments for each sprint. So you were giving yourself time for interruptions. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a lot of interruptions that come in in a development. And especially if you're doing sort of a DevOps thing, which is what my team was doing. We were you know, not only the operational team for high, but we were doing the development. So the operational team might find some sort of defect or an incident or something like that that might need some sort of immediate attention. And at least we had the capacity to bring that into the current sprint. Um, we would always talk to our product owner and say, hey, we're going to bring this in um, with their blessing because it looks like it's a pretty big deal. And that negotiation up front uh, went a long way to goodwill between the development team and the product owners so that we knew that we were delivering on what they wanted us to deliver on, but we were also cognizant of what was going on in the environment. So for the next section of the podcast, we like to give people some tips and tricks that they can use, you know, nifty nifty features to get around problems or, or other things so they can use SDLC better. Actually, there are quite a few tips and tricks when it comes to the SDLC application. Uh, one of the best things that I think is important is to understand how are you going to get defects into the 
um, application or how are you going to create your stories? Uh, do you have a process where the product owner is the one that's creating the stories or say level two is creating a defect from an incident that might have come in or a problem? Uh, is your problem management team the one that's going to create the defect and move that into the backlog for uh, grooming into the next sprint or something like that? So really understanding that process is important. Because and SDLC is not just about developing new features. It's not just always new features, new features, new features. You're trying to get that balance between developing new features and fixing problems. Exactly. And, and, defect. and people forget about the defects because they want their process for creating new features. Exactly. And you need to have people that are um, knowledgeable enough about the product that they're supporting to understand that when somebody, say, creates an incident that says, you know, I, I can't export this to Excel. Well, they create an incident thinking that's a problem or a, a bug, if you will, um, but it was never meant to, be, to do that. So maybe level two is going to create an enhancement request to now be able to export something to Excel that didn't have that feature to begin with. So you've got to understand what that process is going to look like and sort of use that to uh, get defects or enhancements into uh, your SDLC process. Uh, now, how do you do that? So you know, there's some out-of-the-box UI actions that allow you to sort of right-click on the header of an incident and create a problem or create a story um, or create a defect. Um, and are you going to use that UI action on an incident? Are you going to use that on a problem? And then also, what's the information that you're going to capture from that incident or that problem record when you pull it into a defect or you pull it into a story? Uh, you want to make sure that you've configured that UI action to really give you the most information from the record that it's coming from. Um, that's one thing that's really important. And then also, you want to make sure that if you're using the Scrum process, that you have a very engaged product owner. Uh, whenever you go into a grooming session, your product owner should have all the stories in the backlog ranked and ready to go so that the development team isn't pulling in stories that uh, really aren't the highest priority for the business. Um, understanding what the product owner's um, role is in ranking those stories is going to go a long way for the development team producing the kind of enhancements or defect remediation that the business expects. And you want stories that are detailed. Oh, yes, most definitely. So uh, stories that say, you know, I need this feature to be blue. Well, the development team's going to go off and build it in blue. But then all of a sudden, the product owner looks at it and says, well, no, it should have been the blue that matches our logo. Well, you know, you need that detail to tell the development team exactly what the acceptance criteria on that story is going to be. So you, 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 you miss out on that vagueness of, you know, here's the requirement and here's what I gave you. Uh, you need to really understand what your requirement is before you start working on it. Um, and then lastly, you know, if you're if you have the the process where your stories and your releases and your sprints are going to go to your change uh, board for approval or inclusion in the change process, you want to add that related list to the release record or to the sprint record so that you can give that transparency to the change team on all of the stories and the other things that are included in the release. Uh, that goes a long way to mitigating any back and forth questions. You know, what did you do? What was the process? Um, you know, now the change team or the change board has access to all the scrum tasks. They can see who did the QA, um, who did the documentation. Uh, they can be ensured that the process was followed. Those kinds of things are really important to sort of getting the most out of the application, in my opinion. And it's important if you're going to do two-week sprints because you, you can't spend a lot of time on the back and forth. You're constantly in motion. There's, there's that deadline. Exactly. Every and two weeks, and it's got to be efficient. Part of Agile is making sure that you have your process laid out and everybody knows what their role is in the process so that you can be Agile. You don't want to be sort of slowly Agile. You know, you're trying to be quick at what you're doing because that's what uh, the, the benefits are as far as giving those features to the business quickly. Good tips and tricks. Thank you, Mark. 
All right, Mark, how about an underdog feature for us? What is a feature that people might not know about, people who are new to the SDLC tool or even people that have been using it for a while, a feature that they might not know about or use but would come in really handy? So there, there's there's actually two that come to mind. One is the task progress board, and this is a part of your Scrum process pack. Um, you can use it to manage your stories and all of the associated Scrum tasks for each story. Um, it's a really great visual, sort of a Kanban approach, looking at cards, um, which it kind of leads into the visual task board in nature. Um, when my team was doing our sprint planning and our sprint progress, uh, we were using visual task boards to sort of manage where our stories were in the process, what was in uh, ready state, what was in progress, what was in the QA state, and what was done. So using visual task boards to sort of manage your uh, sprint uh, stand-up, your daily stand-ups, was a great activity um, as far as getting more out of the product and using different uh, parts of the product to manage a very specific process. So visual task boards and the task progress board are both really great. Excellent. You talked a little bit earlier about how SDLC fits in with some of the other applications and plugins in, in ServiceNow, but can you give us a little bit more detail about that? Because I think it really does have ties with a lot of other very useful applications. Oh, very much so. So uh, to reiterate, SDLC is a part of our project portfolio suite. And the project portfolio suite of applications is a plugin, um, and that includes ideation, which is sort of the way of capturing ideas that might um, ultimately become projects or become software features that need to be built by development teams, um, demand management. Uh, most companies have you know, limited resources for demands, but the business has somewhat unlimited resource or unlimited requests for demands, um, but we have limited people, limited budgets, and so we need to understand the risk versus reward for all of the, re the requirements that we're getting from a development standpoint. It also includes project management. You know, The management of uh, projects allows you to, in, the, in our case, add an agile phase to your project. So you can actually, from a project management perspective, gain insight into what the development team is doing without actually looking at sprints and epics and things like that. So adding that agile phase to a project really does give you that capability of looking across the platform and seeing what's going on with other teams. Uh, one of the big things about uh, the project portfolio suite of applications is resource management. You know, do I have the people to take on this project or this development request uh, next month? You know, what are my resources doing? How do I understand where they are in maximizing their utilization or hours that they've been requested to do something? What is my capacity for taking on new work? You know, resource management is going to give you that. And then resource management can be tied to any task. You know, what is my team doing? Are they doing changes? Are they doing incidents? Are they doing problems? Are they working on sprints? You know, I can use that across the entire platform to really get an idea of what my teams are doing and how well we're utilizing, you know, the limited resources that we have. Um, and then finally, test management. Uh, we've all been in situations where we've developed some new features and we now need some business users to go do some testing. And we probably send them a spreadsheet that says, test this feature and tell me if it passed or failed. And then gathering all of those spreadsheets is kind of a challenge as far as understanding what happened. Well, now we give you the ability to actually do that within the within the, the ServiceNow platform itself. Uh, we can assign test cases to people. They can go out and they can test them. They can pass the test, fail the test. And if they fail the test, we can create a defect right from that failure and sign that back to the development team. So the, the SDLC application um, as a part of Project Portfolio Suite really does give you a 
wealth of applications in order to manage a lot of different things across the platform. And then finally, if you're going to be doing Scrum, you would in install the Scrum process app, okay, the Scrum process pack, which is another plugin, um, and that's going to give you the ability to manage your stories, your epics, your sprints, uh, point values, burn down charts, team velocity, you know, all of the things that you would expect uh, if you're running a Scrum development cycle. So using all of those together gives you a lot of power over the process, really from beginning, from idea, all the way to development and fixing defects. Exactly. Um, and then, you know, how do you get that? Well, obviously, it's something you would talk to your account executive about because it is an additional cost for the SDLC, um, which is a part of the project portfolio suite. Um, so, you know, you want to do some testing with that. You want to make sure that it's going to work for you and um, probably install that on one of your development instances, test that out and then go forward with whatever your process is going to be. This has been a lot of great information about, about SDLC and, and some of the other applications in the, in the suite as well. Um, can you tell us if there is going to be anything going on at Knowledge 16, which is now only what, like six weeks away, uh, anything at Knowledge related to SDLC? And then if you can point people to some more resources out there, especially places where they can see what this looks like in action. Excellent. So um, at Knowledge, there is one session uh, lab on SDLC and agile software development um, and test management. Uh, I think it's repeated twice. It's on Wednesday and Thursday, I think. And Simon Morris, one of our um, lead developers from the UK, who is now a solution consultant, um, is going to be leading that effort. Um, he's really knowledgeable in the SDLC process as well as test management. Um, other places to go to get some information on SDLC at ServiceNow are our Demo Center. Uh, demo Center is a place where you can get uh, sort of uh, on-demand demos of different features within the product. So it's not limited to just SDLC, but but you can see information on project management, uh, resource management, some of the things that we've been talking about today. Um, our docs site, um, you know, really good product documentation on how to use SDLC if you decide to make that jump, uh, how to use our project management and portfolio suite of applications, all really good information on the docs site. And then finally, if you're looking for things that might be um, add-ons to the to the SDLC process, if you will, um, our share site, share.servicenow.com. Um, that's where uh, SCs like myself or customers have uploaded uh, different uh, update sets and things like that that add and extend functionality within different processes and applications within ServiceNow. So those are some really good places to go. Uh, if you wanted information on Demo Center, I know your account executive can provide you with uh, credentials to get in there um, and then sign up for those demos and really start seeing what the product can do. That's great. Demo Center and Share, two good additions for, for more information. Exactly. Well, Mark, thank you very much for being a guest today. Thank you. It was fun. And talking about SDLC. Uh, this has been a lot of good information. We can get people started with this, and they can take it as far as they need to to improve their processes. Exactly. Thank you. For more information about the SDLC application, please see the ServiceNow product documentation at docs.servicenow.com. You can also ask questions and participate in discussions about the SDLC tool in our ServiceNow community.